And yet another Reef Lords Pod Academy. This, our 26th episode. I don't know about you, but I certainly can't believe it. I'm joined, as always, from Reef Lords by Dora Liu. How are you doing, Dora? Afternoon, David. Always good. No complaint. Can you believe episode 26 already? And, I, and, I, and every time I think about it, I just think like, well, it feels like we started yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. But we've got a very exciting uh, discussion that we're going to be having today, and it's all about selling your property. Now, apparently, um, uh, one of our uh, listeners to the podcast uh, posted the question, and they said, well, how do I sell my property? So should we dive right in there? Yeah, I mean, I'm ready when you are. Because immediately when I think about selling a property, the first thing I think about is uh, to go and find a real estate agent. Uh, you then can either give them a sole mandate or all sorts of things. So, so let's go start from there for maybe people who don't know the old-fashioned way, and then we can move into some of the new ways. Yeah, sure. Um, so there are many ways to skin the cat, right? So there are many options uh, in terms of how to sell your property. And we're going to start with um, the very old-fashioned way of selling properties in South Africa, which is obviously to mandate a real estate agent to advertise your property and sell for you. Um, one thing that you do need to bear in mind is that they obviously charge a commission upon transferring the property to the purchaser, right? So, well, every South African is should be quite familiar with this. Um, but I think it's important to give our audience an indication of market-related commission rate, okay? So you're not paying too much or you're not paying too little uh, for, for commission, okay? To not to get the service that you, that you, that you desire. So at the moment, the market-related commission rate is around 5%, uh, inclusive of that, uh, on the signed purchase price. Okay, so if it's a 1 million rand house that you're selling, uh, the commission would be around um, 50,000, including that. Okay, so, but obviously, yeah, I, I think that's the tricky part is where you can always negotiate uh, the commission rate with your agent. And then they always want to, you know, um, uh, successfully close the deal for you and get the commission in their pocket. You know, so they shouldn't really be standing in their own way. Um, yeah. Okay, so, but I mean, sometimes... Um, it could be a higher commission that they're asking, or sometimes it could be a lower one. But I mean, it it never hurts to ask and say, hey, listen, what are we doing about the commission here? Now, I mean, you said that you gave an example of a million rand house, and you said that uh, the agent would then get in the region of 50,000 rand. Now, what happens if I'm sitting there and I go, I've got a beautiful house. Lots of people are going to want to buy this. I don't think I need to pay commission to an agent. Is there is there a way we can look at that as well? Yeah, yeah. It's actually getting more and more popular nowadays that landlords or owners uh, are selling their, their properties directly to purchasers. Right? So it's not new. It's not new in the market. And uh, the, the, the whole reason behind it is that owners now realize I'm paying too much commission. 
where I could have, you know, kept all this cash myself. Um, so if you're not willing to pay for commissions to get an agent to sell for you, you can obviously sell your house directly. Um, but it does involve a lot of work, a lot of admin. Um, for example, you now have to appoint um, a transfer attorney to draft the sales agreement for you. Okay, it's all hunky dory if you find a very well versed um, you know, transfer attorney. Um, but you know, if um, the odd catches you, obviously the sale agreement could uh, you know play a vital role in terms of closing the deal for you. So yeah, you really need to do a bit of homework there. Um, and, and on the side, you have to advertise your own property at your own cost. Okay, there are many platforms where you can advertise, for example, private property, private, uh, property 24, etc. So even having a board of your own, um, you know, put up next to your house. Um, yeah, but that's all at your own cost, right? And then you have to do all the show, show houses or show arounds, um, contacting your clients, you know, checking their affordabilities and et cetera, where an agent would have done that all for you. But if you don't mind that kind of work, then obviously, you know, um, uh, save on the commissions, meaning you can actually earn a bit more uh, upon selling your, your property. You know, I, I think, uh, some people would probably enjoy that, I think. And, and, and as you say, it would work well for them. But uh, for me, it would just be easier to go through an agent, I have to be honest. But now, yeah. in, in our, um, was it our last episode? Yes, it was, uh, where we spoke about uh, selling your property through an auction house. This is something mm. as well that we can look at. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, if you missed the last episode of ours, um, please go visit our last episode on selling uh, via auction house or buying via auction house. And uh, um, like I was, you know, saying in the episode that if you know for sure your property is in high demand, then I think the chances are good that you get a higher price uh, for your property at an auction. All right, because the buyers obviously compete quite vigorously and impulsively at uh, the auction. So it's probably a good chance, you know, to get a higher price for, for, the, for, for your property. Um, yeah, and then that's obviously another way to sell your, your house, your property. Yeah. But now, one of the things that, that uh, I think confuses not only me, but a lot of other people as well, is all of these costs you know, I mean, when you want to sell your property, it's a great idea, um, but there's costs. Now, mm. talk to me about some of the costs that we need to be able to take into account because, you know, you might think, oh, well, I'm making 200,000 Rand profit off of this, this uh, sale or something, um, and then forget to take into uh, account some of the costs because there are quite a few of them. So can we run through what we need to be aware of? Yes, um, it's actually very, very important to know what costs you'll be running into, whether you are a seller or you are a purchaser. Okay, so um, we will break it down for you for easy reference. Um, for sellers, for sellers, there are costs, um, obviously, you need to bear. Um, 
first and foremost, foremost, if you are hiring an agent to sell for you, agent's commission is always on seller's account. Okay, and then the issuance of electrical compliance certificates is also for the account of the seller. Uh, the issuance of insurance certificates, uh, the levy clearance from your body corporate or homeowner association, uh, rates clearances from the municipality, all right, and other mutually agreed costs between yourself and the purchaser, okay, if there's any. And not to forget, uh, there's also a cost for capital gain tax. All right, so if your property is sold at a higher value than you originally bought it, then you would have to be taxed on the capital gain tax. So that's, that's also very, very important. A lot of the sellers actually neglect that part of the costs, okay, upon selling their properties. Um, and then for purchases, there are obviously um, different kinds of costs that purchases are liable of. Um, for example, your transfer duty, if applicable. Uh, if not, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the transfer duty is applicable when you're purchasing a property over the value of 900,000 rand. Okay, so, but then if the value is lower than that, you don't have to pay transfer duty, luckily. But if the value is over that, you do pay a percentage um, uh, for transfer duty. And then there's transfer attorney costs, okay? So for transferring your property into your name, now obviously you need to pay the attorney for their costs. Bond registration costs, if you are purchasing the property uh, in a form of bond, then you have to pay the attorney bond registration costs as well. And that is not part of the transfer attorney cost, okay? Um, uh, some of the costs you have to pay to the banks as well. For example, if you take a loan uh, for your property, then you would have to pay initiation fee on the loan, okay? And other bank charges, obviously, you know, depending on um, which bank you go for, they've got various other bank charges. Um, yeah, and then, in, you know, on another note, if the purchaser wants to occupy the property prior to registration, they would then have to pay occupational rent. Wow. To the seller, yeah. So, so it's a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> there's quite a lot that you have to uh, look out for. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things when we were selling my my mom's uh, property that I didn't even realize until the agent told me was that certificate of compliance, um, and uh, also the rates and taxes, the clearance there. Um, and for example, with the, the certificate of compliance, they came through to the to the house, and there was. Um, some floodlights uh, outside that uh, my dad had put in. And uh, they were like, nope, those are not compliant. We can't give you the certificate unless we replace them and do all the wiring properly. So uh -huh. that can be costs as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Now, the, the $6 billion question, Okay. Um, if you're selling the house, and I'm going to go back and give you an example of uh, the, the first house that I bought, um, and, and this is the question that sellers should ask is, am I liable for defects in the property before I sell? Now, when I bought mm -hmm. my property, 
um, what the guys had done before they sold it um, is in certain places, they'd literally just patch stuff up. Um, and there was like an extension that they'd put on um, and they just put like this rubberized sort of coating paint over it. And obviously when the building moved, um, all of that cracked and the water just came flooding in again. Um, uh-huh. And uh, yeah, that was something they had neglected to share with us. So, uh-huh. we, I mean, we talked about footstoots before. So, so talk me through this, this question of liability. Okay, of course, and and that's a very, very crucial question to ask. Um, Do I have to pay to fix all the defects in my property before I sell? Um, Yeah, and then, David, you were right. Uh, We talked about footsteps many times in our podcasts, right? So that's not an unfamiliar um, term to our listeners. So when we say footsteps, you obviously sell the property as is. Okay, so... The answer is no, you're not always liable for all the defects in the property. But however, you must identify and notify all these defects to agents and purchasers. Okay. The reason for it is that they need to be aware what they are buying into. And that is uh, basically a, you know, a clause in the Property Practitioner Act, PPA. So if you do not disclose these defects in your contract or to your to your purchases, then you you know you you might be sitting the risk of uh, consequently nullifying the sale completely. So don't run into that kind of risk, um, but rather be very transparent and honest of you know the defects in your house. I mean, people need to know what they are buying into, right? And then that's what the PPA is protecting the consumers for. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm making sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, like with my with my mom's sale of the house, what we did there as well, because they had she had rising damp in it, and you know it would have probably been easy just to paint over uh, those marks, but we obviously chose to not do that, and we said to the the agent, and obviously they then informed the prospective buyers that there was this damp problem. Um, and they said to us, well, look, we think it's going to cost X amount to, to fix the problem. So are you prepared to expect or to accept a bit of a, a lesser offer? And we said, yeah, no, we totally understand. So, yeah, very, very good that. Now, Dora, as we, as we wrap up, um, you know, it's, it's a nice idea about buyers and that, but – there are so, so many people out there that are not exactly ethical. So finding a right buyer can be difficult. And, and if I understand correctly, we're in a buyer's market now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have been in buyer's markets since pandemic, or even a year before pandemic. Yeah, so we are still here in the buyer's market. And uh, there are just way too many options out there for buyers to choose from. And then the room for negotiation is really, really great at the moment. So finding a, a right buyer for the price you're asking for is can be quite difficult, a very daunting task, to be honest. Mm, again, again, that's why I lean in the direction of, of, of agents and a good <laughs> agent because, you know, at least that way, um, that was the other thing that we didn't know that we got told about is that uh, – they have a way of looking up uh, in your area 
of, of looking mm. at sort of what properties were generally selling for. So you've got an idea of, of where things are at because I think a lot of us, um, you know, when we're selling a home, if it's not an investment purchase, you know, we, we sometimes I think we tend to think our home is worth a lot more than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, well, um, you're spot on because agents actually do give uh, reports on what the neighboring uh, um, properties have been sold for in the area. So you have a good idea, you know, uh, to compare Apple with Apple. Yeah, so by all means, uh, you do need to see the values of your uh, adjacent properties and have a good idea of it, yeah, how much you can sell it for. Wonderful. Well, Dora, that uh, has opened up uh, or answered rather a lot of questions for me as well. I'm I'm really glad about the breakdown about the costs, though, because I think that's something a lot of people uh, may trip up on if they don't take that into account when they decide they're going to sell their house privately. Um, so, as we end off, um, Dora, we are looking at uh, what if somebody wants to find out more, what do they do? Yeah, please uh, feel free to drop us an email on terry at reflords.co.za. That's T-E-R-R-Y at reflords.co.za. Or you can check out our Facebook and LinkedIn page and then post on our pages, um, Reflords Property Development. Wonderful stuff. So anything property related, uh, drop an email. That's terry at reflords.co.za. Um, or as Dora said, on Facebook and LinkedIn, Reflords Property Development. It brings uh, this particular chat to a close. Dora, as always, thank you so much for your time and for sharing your knowledge. Thank you, David. There we go, wrapping it up for uh, this uh, particular episode of the Reflords Pod Academy. Uh, just a reminder to you, think home, think Reflords. <laughs>